Hello and welcome back to your new favorite podcast, MMR Talks. I am your host at Antonio Wakawelli. Actually, no, not anymore. I'm just regular Antonio Wakawelli. And uh, we're joined again by Shlomo. How you doing, Shlomo? I'm doing fantastic, Antonio. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm very excited because we have a full house in the studio this yes, afternoon. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, let's go from uh, my left to Shlomo's right. Uh, introduce yourselves, everybody. Yo, 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 this is your boy, uh, Frankie Always. You know, what's up, what's up? Sunday morning, feeling good. Mm-hmm. You know, praise the Lord. Let's do it. Big facts. Awesome. Hi, everyone. I'm Elena. Thanks for having me. So great to be here. And I'm excited to talk about attraction with you all. Yes, sir. It's JQ, host yeah. of the Hills Turn Podcast. What's up? What yeah, up, what we, up, what we, up? We know JQ. Um, a little, <laughs> little fun fact. Um, we, we have, uh, Shlomo, JQ, myself, and Frankie here. The first three members of Remember One of the 2010s. Yeah. We got to remember one of the 2010s reunion. And oh. this fun, uh, second fun fact. Uh, the four of us were originally going to be the pilot panel, but, uh, Frankie couldn't make it. Couldn't make it. You know, I had way more important stuff to do that day. Yeah. <laughs> Could not make it. Life happens. Life happens, baby. Oh, yeah. Before, then he found out the show was incredibly successful, and now he's right here. And he yeah. came crawling yeah. back. He came crawling back. And we yeah. also are um, breaking more records. I guess mm-hmm. another fun fact. We have our first lady guest. Hey, Elena. Oh, I'm honored to be the first. Yeah. No one else wanted to come. It's been a sausage uh, <laughs> guest the whole time. But. Yeah, you know, we're trying, okay? okay. okay. We're trying. Uh, let's Women, see. they're hard to talk to. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, guys, um, what's up? Uh, it's been a while since uh, we've all been together in a capacity. Anything uh, happened uh, good with anybody lately? Any interesting quips or anything? Hmm. I'll say uh, I started doing, obviously, Masters Radio two years ago, but I started doing it full-time officially uh, this past week. So, yeah. Making dreams come true. Yes, sir. So good. JQ, anything? Uh, my fantasy team's one and three. Hey. So, um, Oh, wait. That's okay. my current mood. So, Antonio's celebrating. Still excited. Any and all wins. You have one win, though. So, yeah, hey, fair enough. So, I mean, up and up. Uh, got to glorify Detroit. that one. What? I don't know. You said Shadow Detroit? And I said, you're not Detroit. That's facts. Fair enough. You are not Detroit. Don't let him tell you that. Fair enough. <laughs> you're Boston, baby. Yeah. You're Boston. Hell yeah. Lynn, anything good? This is your first um, time appearing on any sort of show in any capacity, and we're very honored that we're your first. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I'm really excited. Never done a podcast before, so I think we're going to have a good time. Yes, Big sir. facts. And Frank, I haven't seen you in a long-ass time. Yep, yep, yep. Just been hiding in a cave, being a creep. No, oh I'm my just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm hanging out. I've been working on my clothing brand, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to launch it this Friday. Uh, that's the that's the goal, or, you know, this week. It's called I Am. Hey. And, uh. Shit's tight, man. Shit's tight. Aim to please. So I got a quick little story for you guys because it's got a good little segue in what we're talking about today. So this happened, I think, last month. Uh, one of my friends, Xavier Alvarez, one of the best guys in hospitality. So hire him, guys. Um, he sent me a hospitality message. Hospitality legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He sent me a message from another friend of his who basically said, hey, a friend of mine is <laughs> is moving to Boston uh this month and she's single so didn't you say that you have some friends out in boston he says yeah i I got one and i'm all (laughs) like yo throw me in there throw me in there he's like no i don't want to do that no you gotta freaking do this for me he's like okay fine so he sends some pictures from my my very c plus instagram (laughs) and five or so minutes later he sends me back a message it says 
you are not the one. I'm like, oh, uh, what? What happened? Bummer. And then, um, so this young lady ended up saying no, but I'm very fortunate that her rejection was filtered through two different people. Right. It was softened the blow. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. filtered by her friend who I don't know. And my friend, who's usually pretty blunt with me, but he was like, no, you're not the one. So, yeah, that's uh, not going to be the one. She, she only went off. She never met me. She doesn't know how I sound. She only went off of uh, what's on my Instagram. So, Tony, I'll tell you, if she watched Remember When in the 2010s, she would have said yes. Yeah, I know. That's all I'm going to say. I know. Just she's going off of um, early perceptions. Early episodes. perception. Yeah. She doesn't know your voice. Well, I wasn't going to say. So, you know what? I'm not bitter about it. Uh, enjoy your winter. Exactly. All right. Cold, lonely winter. Mm-hmm. Like everyone else. <laughs> I hope you're free. <laughs> and that segues like into heart. what we're going to be talking about today. We're talking about the... I'm trying to think of the word. The We're talking about attraction. Like, ooh, very <laughs> sensuous. Attractions. Like, I like what I see there. And I love what I'm looking at over there. So... What I have compiled uh, over the course of several weeks, which is not entirely true, which I have compiled is I have compiled several lists on what people find attractive. So right now we're going to be talking about the sexiest accents. Ah. Yes. So according to Big 7, which is a travel company, they have compiled the list of the 50 uh List the 50 accents, and they listed them from least attractive to most attractive. And we're going to start at number five for most attractive. We got Chicago. Chicago. Can we do a Chicago accent? Uh, Chicago accent. Hey, Capone. <laughs> Where's let's, your salami? Yeah. Uh, let's go see the White Sox. Not the Red Sox. The White Sox. Chicago's the the, wait, 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 wait. This is the most attractive accent? Yeah, the top, these are the top five attractive, and then we're going working our way up. So, um, is it like both genders? Is that what it's like as a whole? Like, I'm the, assuming so, but you know what they say. That's about what that I'm, that's, yeah, that's what I'm confused. Yeah, I'm just, I love a Chirac show. Let's yeah. see. Uh, can never, go, can never go wrong. This can is a bit confusing. Wrong. So, we have number four. Uh, we have the Mainer accent. Where? Uh-huh. Maine, people from Maine. What? I don't yeah. even think I they could have an accent. I would group I would group Maine Boston. with like almost Boston, like not necessarily Boston, but you know, like East Coast type of dialect. Yeah, my theory yeah. is they have our leftover accent, our Boston accent. Sloppy and seconds. Perhaps it's twisted in to that part of Canada, maybe because you know how in, Can- in that part of Canada they they're uh, they're the offspring of Irish immigrants right. and Canadians and French. So I didn't know that. I imagine I'm just saying uh, you want a lobster roll, eh? Bangor. That's that's pretty much all Bang I can Maine. think of Maine. Maine women are incredibly sexy, though. Oh, yeah. You got you to gotta hand it to them. They know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They just eat lobster year-round, right? Year-round lobster diet gets you nice and toned. And they know how to dress for the cold, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> yeah, well, Maine. What's next? What's, uh, what's number three? Okay, number three. It's the, it's the, the typical... Hey, I'm walking here. Ah. The New York accent. Mm-hmm. This is that's on the sexiest list. It's the, apparently the, the I kind of like the most it's a little trashy, accent. but I kind of mm. like the little trashy. I like you know? the the Long Island accent. The long the Long Island accent. I gotta go yeah. walk my dog. Yeah, I'm walking my dog. Walking my dog. Ah, that's too Jersey Shore for me. You know. Eh. I, I so do you guys snooky, think? Uh, yeah, you guys that think the New York ac- Do you guys think the New York accent encompasses like all like the neighborhoods like? Brooklyn, like the beer, the, yeah, the yeah. boroughs, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Do you think they, that's what that is? Like they all speak that way, like it, it's Staten Island. 
yeah, definitely that, have like, I, I rather have dialect. a new, I rather have a New Jersey girl speak to me than like a new like a strict New Yorker like sound like you know she's straight out of Terror Squad with Fat I'm Joe and Big York. Pun like you know <laughs> like that's just that's just what I feel about dead that. ass dog yeah I can't be having my girl dropping no dead ass dead ass no front. No front. I, Where's my I, phone charger? I ain't smashing you in the Tims, you know what I mean? Take the oh, Tims God. off. Take the Tims you might catch off. a big boot with a Tim. No. Right? Oh, you know what God. I'm saying? I saw this meme. It was like, uh, it was just like a shorty with Tims on. It was like, yo, come through and crack my shits, dog. And it's like, <laughs> what? That's honestly the type of know. vibe you would get. I can't, I can't judge because like, you know, there's certain occasions, you know, I try to be very well articulated, but I don't know. My, my Boston comes out and uh, I don't have the most like, the cleanest mouth. I don't have a potty mouth, but you know. I have a potty mouth. I, yeah, I can't. I can't do. I drop do. an f bomb about every every two to three words. I try not to, but that actually leads into to. a very good um point with the number two sexiest accent in the entire country. It's the quote unquote Bostonian. Oh accent. come on, we got snubbed. The Boston we got snubbed. accent. Hey, second is the best. We don't want the pressure in number one. Let, let, me, let me ask you guys. Why do we think it is that the Boston accent is just so, just, just drives people nuts? I think. I have a theory, but. I have a theory. I think the sexual desire behind the American Revolution is just so powerful mm-hmm. that every time they hear a Boston accent, they think of Paul Revere. And women just. A man's man. A man's man. He's a man's man. So. I have Sam to say, Adams. I gotta disagree. Uh, I gotta what? disagree. Honestly, none of these accents so far are ones that I really think are super sexy. You know, like I feel like a lot of women when we think about what a sexy accent would be, we would be thinking international. You know, like, a, like an English accent, an Australian oh, American accent. But I don't know, like a Boston accent. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but I feel like when I always think of, you know, just like a police officer from Dorchester, when uh, I think of a thick okay. Boston accent. That's facts. My theory is that um, because Boston has many favorite sons, of course, the people here as well, mm-hmm. but we got, you know, Affleck and Damon. We have a lot of good Hollywood guys with Boston accents. So maybe I'm thinking that the ladies are like, ooh, uh, Casey Affleck. No, who's the famous one? Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ooh, and he, he, oh, that and he talks like this. That's scumbag Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I will say though the 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 further you dive into a Boston accent, there's certain dialects. I think there's a South Shore and a Quincy accent, a hundred thousand percent. And I don't think it's necessarily the accent itself. I think it's more of the like the phrases and the mannerisms. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Yeah, that that ties in a lot with you know what I'm saying. It's all about the demeanor, the way you carry yourself. Because before you can, before I even hear your voice, I can tell. The type of voice you're about to have, just the way like you're walking, the the way you're carrying yourself, oh, yeah. and then you're like, "Dude, what the fuck, man!" Like, <laughs> no. And maybe it's the way that it's kind of being spoken because when we try to do impersonations of these accents, they've all been in a hostile manner. Like we don't that's do true. like, uh, uh, "Hey, a babe, you want to go uh, catch a?" I don't know. That's that's no <laughs> accent on there. <laughs> so catch our own lobsters. Now I think the the use of the f word, especially in the Boston accent, it can be. Uh, not like kind of misconstrued where it's like, yo, I was at the fucking store the other day and it's like, you might think that I'm like angry that I was at the store. And it's Why literally just, it's just like, I'm, it's, it's yeah, that's, somewhat that's, of a that's, sentence enhancer. Yeah. And I sometimes use the, the F word as like a filler, as an, uh, or a, a like, yeah, whereas I'm like, yo, this fucking guy was, you know, he cut me off the other day. 
So I fucking beat his cut ass. him off. You know, yeah, like it's sort of a followed him home. It stretches the uh, Wait the, the lights turned off. Killed his wife. Oh my goodness. I do, yeah, I do that often. Instead of saying like, "Oh, you know what I'm saying," I'm like, "You know what I'm fucking saying?" Like that's fucking stupid, bro. Yeah, like, but like, I get I did, it. I said the I didn't have is, to say uh, it twice, but it's I did. kind of thrown around in Boston. But I think it's uh, it adds some flavor to the. We use it like ketchup. Exactly. I think um, ketchup's over. Good point. We love our we love our Boston accents, <laughs> folks. We love the Boston accent. So hold on, we got snubbed. Who's number one? You want to know who number one is? I can totally see this one being number one. It's the <clears throat> Texas Texas accent. Hell yeah! All my exes live in Texas. I, know, I uh, yeah. Honestly, Texas the beans is right hilarious. there. <laughs> want to come on over? Grab yourself some barbecue. I gotta say, I'm from the South. I don't really know what the difference between, like, a Southern accent and a Texan accent is. But maybe it's, you know, there's something, like, wild about it. I think because uh, if you look back at episode three, we did a little talk about the Southern accent. We talked about the sinister Southern accent. (laughs) I think with the regular, the the Confederate South, well, a lot of the Confederate South, um, they perhaps speak in a manner that sounds a lot like this, and it's perhaps a lot more drawn out. And Elena's nodding, very appreciative of my uh, uh, skills with the accents. Pretty but accurate. I think, but I think with Texas, I think it's because they got that rebellious spirit. They don't draw on their words, so it's, "I ma'am, you want to come over to the Big Texan, which is a restaurant, not sponsored." And, sponsored. Uh, I like that. <laughs> sponsored. Not sponsored. I mean, isn't everything bigger in Texas? Maybe that's why. Not oh. everything. Except, I the, ca- get a, except the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. Texas, dude, I kind of want to get a 10-gallon hat. Just, for, nice. just, a, just a rock. Sorry, right. side note. That'd, that'd, be, no, that'd be stylish. Of, that just reminds oh. me of when uh, when JFK, back when he was the president, he got a 10-gallon hat and he goes, I'm going to wear this in the, in the Boston St. Patrick's Day parade. <laughs> Didn't make it, though. No, he, he did not. Yeah, I was going to crack the St. Jude, yep. but... Well, he was in Texas. No, he was in Dallas. Sorry. I think of uh, that guy from uh, Timmy Turner. Doug Dimmadon. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Facts. And even the. The guy had bread. He was stylish. That guy had big bread. Those those nuggets of bomb. I thought of another character based off of Doug Dimmadon Charlie Condominiums. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm still working on that character still development. But Chally, Spon- Chally Condominiums. Copyright. There's not enough condos in the Quincy. We need. We need more condos. More condos. Yeah. More condos. Less parking spots. Coke's more park. condos. And even with the the ladies with the Texan accent, because I think I think the Southern accent itself, which has not made the list on either capacity, gives off the air of uh, what's the word? Southern comfort, right? Yeah, some Southern hospitality. Southern hospitality. Oh, come on in, sugar. Y'all want some tea? And I'll throw it out there that Southern hospitality is a real thing. Like, what we talk about in the South, like, you know, people, your neighbors will take care of each other. That's a real thing. I like that. Before we move on. You don't got to raise your head, GQ. Well, I'm just trying to be, uh, you <laughs> know, don't want to, I don't want to butt in, but uh, she brought up earlier international. I just want to hear from you fellows and you, uh, what, um, what international accents are you guys going with like what do you find personally oh like, that's a good question not not like going by what the list of the senses is saying i'm saying like yeah you know like if you're at a place like you're on vacation or you're just out about on oh, your yeah. everyday top, stuff top of the you're interacting with a girl or for you elena you're interacting with a man like what type of tone are you trying to hear i love broken european english so you like, gotta explain to me what like, does that mean like, say like i'm in norway and then they just know. And they go, are you from America? I'm like, yes, I am from America. Is it true that Americans are very loud? Oh, I can be loud. 
very, very loud. And um, I just like the just Europe, not like Eastern Europe, like mm-hmm. snowy Europe or like it's mad, uh, mad descriptive World bro. War Two, uh, like Finland, Europe. like like yeah. All the snow. I don't even the, know where that is, but you all the healthcare snow, so. places they got all. Well, they all got healthcare over there. It's one of our flaws in this country. <laughs> but I, I do like those Scandinavians, and you know what? They're very happy over there. They consistently poll as some of the happiest people in the world. <laughs> I don't Maybe know it's because their That's accents why. are sexy. Exactly. Yeah. Nice way to tie. What about you? Uh, let's see. Top three. I love a British accent. Ten. I, ten I, can, out of ten. I can vibe with that. Uh, How you doing, love? I like Israeli accents. Oh yeah, those are, those are fire. What do you say? Crazy. Oh, Israeli. Oh, uh, and then I like French accents as well. Wee oui, wee. Oui. How about you, Frankie or Elena? Anybody want to hop on in? Maybe JQ. Uh, you know, I love the the woman from Modern Family, Sophia Vergara. Oh, Sophia Vergara. That's like a Latin, like Colombian. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I, I'm, vibing, I'm vibing Colombian. with that too. Latin. Oh, like. She's she's gorgeous, and she's you know her voice, and it's, she's very funny. Yeah, so you're is. attracted to her very, very and her voice. I'm attracted to everything she's got on. <laughs> I think she's got going. <laughs> but her voice is good. Um, I, yeah, I also love Albanian, like uh, an Albanian oh, yeah. woman. That'd be nice. Yeah. She's got that, like, yeah, a little broken action. Australian too. I mean, I've never met New Zealand. That would probably woman. be the top of my. Well, I thought it was, but I actually got to spend some time in Australia earlier this year. My Hot, friends right? and I, we were all like, "Oh, we can't wait!" You know, all the surfer boys with their accents. But yeah. after hearing it for a while, it just it, the appeal goes away. It just disappears. Well, that you know? that kind of ties into what how Boston was on number two, and it's like. You know, like, we all know, like, you know Boston guys, we know Boston girls, and it's like, when we speak to one another, it's like, oh, you kind of have my voice, so, like, appeal-wise, you know what I'm saying? It's not really enticing. That's why I was saying international-wise, like, if I'm conversating with, like, you know, someone of, like, a Sofia Vergara, like, you know, with that Colombian, like, dialect and stuff, it's it's like, oh, well. Yeah. Well, take it easy, take it easy on me. Everyone wants what they don't have, you know what I mean? International is is more enticing because it's like you never. It's you like a really sports car. Oh yeah, yeah. I will true. say though, I lived away other than California for about a year, and then coming home and just hearing like being able to shoot the breeze with your homies, it's it's like you know doesn't matter where you're at even being out there when i when i met someone from boston you just, you come back into that mode the greatest feeling ever. yeah when i lived home. in hawaii i feel like i lost it a little yep but people always said like where the every time they I could tell talk, you're from the east of america like, where, where are you from like, yeah where are you, you from? ain't from out here yeah people thought i was from new york a lot mm-hmm. like something like that hey uh, before, down, before yeah. we move on i just want to say i'm bo we are in the fantasy group chat and yeah. this kid zach shout out my boy zach he's from uh Right around the Ozarks in Missouri, right? And somebody said Missouri. And, and we're talking we're talking, right? And he literally it was the first time in my life. He literally said to me, he said, Oh, that's such that's some that's such something an East Coast person would say. Like like because he's from the South and like he's basically coming at me for being from the East. I'm like, yo, don't put me in a box, bro. <laughs> like, why are you coming at me? Like, but then I, I I reread my message and just the way I was typing, the way like the words I was saying. I'm like, yo, it's kind of cool that like he was able to like dissect like, oh, yo, yeah. like my like my peers or like older people around me in my region of the country don't speak that way. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I took it as a diss, but I also took some pride in it. Like, yeah, yeah the, the, that's right, motherfucker. The, <laughs> the audacity of those people who say, "Oh, we don't like the the the, the East Coast." Really, you got no problem with. Virginia, the Carolinas, Georgia, and Florida. Oh no, they don't count. They're on the freaking East Coast. That's true. They're touching the Atlantic Ocean. But anyway, so 
to recap, uh, the sexiest accents for all uh, all us out there. It's um, Chicago, the minor. I don't know what that was. New York, Boston, and <laughs> and uh, Texas. But yeah, I think uh, Texas wins overall. Yeah, I'll be definitely uh looking to put that in my repertoire of accents. I may get a ten gallon hat and be just Doug Dimmodome for. Oh, no, like I said, Charlie Condominiums for Halloween. Gonna get a white Doug suit. Dimmodome's Rock cousin. the hat and boots. Yeah, I'm gonna get a suit definitely. So on the inverse, we have the least attractive accents, oh, American okay. accents. That when you hear them, it's just all like everything just dries up. No kids, nothing. New York, New York should have been one on that. Was so we have number number forty six. Shlomo, I think you might have some experience with this. The California Valley accent. Yeah. Uh, what does that even explain that? And I got. I literally JQ. cannot believe it. It's like it's it's everything is so embellished, and it's like oh my god, that's so cute. Like I can I don't know. You, you know when you hear it, Dumb and uh, my dad says we can't go to Calabasas for my twelfth birthday. What yeah. a ass! It's Isn't a, that called vocal fry? When yeah, it's kind of airy. Like, there's like a no, there's a word for it, a phrase for it. That's yeah. very scientific. Yeah, <laughs> Yo, we got some science. Drop here. it, drop it. Knowledge I watched Phil Nye once. Yeah, yeah my right. speech, <laughs> my, my memory with speech class was so w- long. What ago. is it called? It's called voice vocal fry. It's ah. when it happens a lot. Um, then like a certain age group when that's like the Valley Girl accent. It's when you kind of embellish certain words that yeah. way. Is it like when I put my my mouth in front of a fan? Like, Maybe no, it's <laughs> like, auto tune. No, that's yeah. called being a, yeah. It's yeah, that's called yeah. Just, yeah, being a robot. Just yeah, t pa- a, just t painting real quick. Yeah. Now, why do we think that the California Valley accent is so low on the list? Uh, it's a whack accent. I haven't I haven't experienced it. A whack accent because it's like because they got the money. It, it it gives off a pretentious vibe of like yo, honestly, like you, I don't know. People, I, people, you might be an easy lick, kind of the way you're speaking right now. Yeah, so you want to be it's kind repre- of airy. It's like, oh. You want to be represented well, you know, by your significant other. You don't want to go somewhere and, like, when she speaks, she just sounds stupid even if she's not. You right. know what I mean? We're Nothing not too is I, I don't. It doesn't, it doesn't intimidate also, anybody. Or it's like, that's what I'm the, saying. You you look like an easy lick on someone. Yeah. Go, like, what, not do to say do, that, what do you do? Not to say what am I doing? You don't have to be intimidating, but it's like... I'm not the biggest person, but like I have a bark. Like my bark is very loud. Like if I turn up, like I can, I could verbally like talk someone down talk or some someone shit. Out, yeah. Where it's like I don't see that for the California. Hey, bro! Like, like I can't even. I can't imagine like a dude from California talking shit. Dude, you're such. As a opposed, ass. like I think Boston and New York have that same gritty mentality, where it's like you can. It's an East Coast thing. Bro. Yeah, it's like you can. All like, East Coast. Like, row is on edge. A little bit. Yeah, because the Nazis wanted to invade us. They weren't going to invade California. Elena, Elena you're from Georgia, right? I am from Georgia. Like, even, even in Georgia, like that's that's down south, but that's still an East Coast. Like they, you know what I mean? Like they would still have that same edge. Well, also like I Southern accents. It's also like they're like not all of them, but a lot of people from the South are strapped up. Yeah, yeah. fair. So they could be mad, just cool, calm, collect, smiling. But you better get out of here, motherfucker! Like, oh, freeze! Sh- yeah, <laughs> some shit like that. yeah. No, I'm just picturing just some, some elder southern gentleman just goes on the porch and he sees his son's acting a fool. Boy, get toys back up in there. And then like, oh, no, dad's yeah. going to grab the switch. But so with uh, the, what's the next one? So I think there's an easy one. So number 47 is the Alaskan accent. I don't know that. I, I would yeah. assume they just speak like regular people up there. 
Well, um, they speak oh. like polar bears, actually. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think the air of the Alaskan accent was just destroyed by how much everybody hates Sarah Palin because we were just completely overexposed. Oh, yeah, She's yeah, the yeah. only one in like modern culture who had an Alaskan accent, and she, John McCain and I, we would be uh, we would be a great team. He and I. Yeah, I don't know any. I, I don't know anybody besides that goalie that came on the Steel and Dads podcast with an Alaskan Ooh. accent. He's no, he's just from Alaska. Oh. He had a it was like half the fr- half the episode voice. we just kept asking him like, questions about Alaska. So it gets how cold? <laughs> it's how big? Yeah, Alaska's huge. The yeah. Simpsons—they found a great place there in the movie. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. I Homer think... had his own log cabin. They were feeling good. Screw that's, Springfield. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I really know about Alaska. What? Uh, what's <laughs> after that? So we got number forty-eight. The uh, I like I like doing this accent, the Minnesotan accent. Minnesota. Yeah, pretty, pretty whack one. So oh, it's yeah. pretty much a twist off the Midwest accent, but Minnesota's going through a lot lately. But, you know, when things calm down a bit, which, you know, aren't expected to for a while, they can all go back to speaking like uh, they're from uh, Minnesota. I got an aunt down in St. Paul, and my cousin lives in the Iron, iron Ore up right up north. And uh, we, would you want some cheese curds there, JQ? No, I'm all set. Yeah, the O is the only thing I know about a Minnesota accent is Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. It's like almost like you're kind of burping while you're talking. You go into the Vikings game. That's how I think that's how they that's that's plays there, right? What's uh what's after that one? So okay, this is where it gets a little too crazy. So we have number forty nine, the the Jersey accent. Oh, okay. I'm taking I'm taking Jersey over New York. That's my favorite accent to imitate, honestly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And that's fun. Like, yo, Jersey. So ma- imagine on, you're on a date with a girl, right? And she has a Jersey accent. That's kind of like an icebreaker where, you know, like, play your cards right. Don't just be bashing her because of her accent. But, you know, slip in a few jokes, you know, like, oh, yeah, like, I'll get you food for your dog. There's like some, something you're like that. You're thinking along Long Island. Yeah. All right. But that's. Jersey is more of a, hey. like a wise guy. What do you mean? I don't know. Yeah, Happy yeah. But you're speaking is. from like a guy. I'm talking like if a girl is <laughs> saying it, like, you know what I mean? I expect her to be like. Oh, yeah, I went to Whole Foods. <laughs> I had to go get some raspberries. You don't like raspberries on your salad? Dog. Dog. Can you guys even tell the difference between most of these accents in real life? You know, because when I really like we're sitting here talking about what's specific to a Minnesota accent versus a yeah, North Dakota accent. But in real life, I can't tell the difference no, at all. Can't. Even no. between no. New York, Long Island. I Something can't disseminate. You could be from Ohio, and I'm mistaking you from Mississippi. No, yeah. not even close. What? Yo, that's not someone dude. who's been to Ohio. Yeah. and knows how they. Speak. Hey, Scoop, you gonna weigh in on this? And he's oh. fucking season. But you, uh, all right, Elena's from Georgia. She doesn't have Georgia. A sort, a, a southern. She doesn't have a southern, southern accent. Southern. Yeah, I feel like it's because I'm from Atlanta. Um, but my mom definitely has a southern accent. She does. Atlanta, ATL. But I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't even tell my mom had a southern accent like growing up because I was just so used to hearing it. Now, and then you like being around other people. You're yeah, kinda like, pretty much. Yeah. Like, Yo, ma, you kind of have some sauce to your voice. It's kind of fresh. <laughs> like, that's all. That's all accents are. Like we got to well, shuttle accents. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a little. It's just a little bit of like you know barbecue. Yeah. And we have uh, Shlomo. You want to cover your ears. The least attractive accent, according to uh, Big Seven Travel Company, is the and this hurts me too because uh, credible source. No, it's the Long Island accent. Oh wow, the uh, least attractive, and that hurts because you know Long Island is my second slash third home. I, I I've lived in Long Island for a good couple of years. 
I think it's funny. I just love that accent. I, 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 was, about to, I was about to say, I would love to hear a girl like speak like in that, like New Jersey, Long Island, whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, that's like, I don't know. Cause like you said, it's comical, but it's also like, yo, it's kind of dope. Like in the I respect same. it. Cause I think Boston also has a very goofy accent. My ex girlfriend, it, it uh, she's from Long Island and she would have, she actually had like a, like a slight Long Island accent, but it only came around with certain words. It was always certain words. It was always coffee. It's always coffee. Like, I don't remember oh, anything else. The coffee. 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 Exactly. For me, it's just dog. That's the one dog. I just yeah, started and I'm like, yo, yeah. what? Do you guys think it's really kind of a small, select group of people that really have these accents in a really strong way? Because, you know, for example, like, you come up to visit Boston, unless you go out to the areas like Quincy, Dorchester, you're not really going to meet that many people that have strong Boston accents. I think it's the same for most of these places. Like, I have a good friend from Long Island. I've never heard her speak a word differently than I do. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, talking about me being from Atlanta and Georgia, I do think that it's really like the more Stereo. outside the city areas where people are really going to have these strong accents. Yeah. It's genetic. Also about that's that's gentrification, baby. Yeah. I yeah, think it's exactly. also about who they're with, too. Because mm-hmm. I speak very differently when I'm with like my boys from Quincy than I would with like friends from Amherst. Or, or California. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I should say I speak very differently, but like when we no, start, you do. You, we start it's getting an, into it's it. An energy, it's an energy-based yeah. thing, though. You know what I mean? Like if me and right. you are shooting the shit you can expect there's going to, by the end of that conversation, there's probably going to be like 28 F-bombs, you know, like <laughs> maybe 51 shits or damn kid. Like, you know, yeah. that sucks, bro. Yeah. Like, and bro, bro's the same way. I, I imagine like 50, that I, sucks, bros. Like, yeah. Bro. Every time I speak to you, it's like, bro, that's insane. Bro, have you done this? Like, bro. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's that's, like, that's some real shit, bro. This is the classic though. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah. I drop about 100 of those a day. I was thinking the same shit, bro. Yo, you want to go out to eat fours, bro? Hell yeah, kid. It's fucking dope. I said facts. <laughs> That's become my new like, just kind of not sentence ender, but if even if it's like I have no idea what's going on, I'll just be like, yeah, facts. Like <laughs> talking about something totally like terrible, mm-hmm. you just be like, yeah, facts. Yeah. Like zoned yeah. out. But no, nah, I use it. I use it even when I'm paying attention. So it's, you know, plans. Facts. 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 I think sucks. that's so funny about how slang, you know, popular culture, like you could be totally different accents like all around the world, but because of social media and everything, you still say the same word. So it, like, you know, makes it oh, easier yeah. to understand each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. A big word for me is a uh, bet. I didn't use that until like. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a last, new thing like, too. Year, I think that's a generational years? thing coming yeah. up. Bet. Like burn it all down, young one. Bet. Let's just say word. Like word was my bet, and then now it's like I, I say kind of fifty fifty. But to finish off with, no, I say bet word for me. Like words too, like no, too like word. It's word like, it's dry. Where it's like bet has some excitement to it. It's like oh word bet. Like yeah. it's like a yeah bet has some energy to it. Where it's yeah. like word. It depends on the situation. I use a bunch of D's at the end of word. Like I don't know. That's a situational word for me. It depends. Like because there's some, <laughs> there's some there's good times where it's like yo like you need someone to do a favor for you and it's like word good looks. But then like maybe like you know your girl's being an ass to you or something or like some sh- whack shit happened. You're like bet. But there's also yeah, it could time- be a salty bet. Yeah, but then there could there also can be-, be a salty bet. But I think like like any yeah, there can be a positive like oh word yeah like, it all goes it, down. That's to what I'm saying. It. But a flat out word like I'm talking I'm thinking about like getting text word. I'm like that has no excitement. Ends to the it. sentence. It's like word. But it's like bet. It's like oh word. He's- yeah, but you're reading through text in the first place. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> yeah, like yo well, yo we I- went so far off topic. Let's fucking yeah, reel it back to in. uh to answer Alana's question. <laughs> 
Um, I think it's because a lot of people, especially like in America, we want a sense of individualism. So I think a lot of local people, they want to have their own accent. So even if it doesn't sound exactly, you know, different, they're going to say, no, this is the, the Roslindale accent. Yeah, I know. Quincy accent. Yeah, they don't got one. I think you hear it if you have that accent. Like if you're from there, you guys could probably tell the difference between like a Quincy Dorchester accent, whereas I couldn't. Mm -hmm. That's true. We can give it a shot. There, so, there definitely is a role So that's the end of uh, accents, and we're going to talk about a small little debate. It's about uh, the sexiest body shape for men. Ooh la la. We're not gonna, we're not gonna judge women. We're not gonna get canceled like that. So let me read this to you. So, so, look, so none of us are, yeah. so none of us are speaking this, this part so of the show. Let's double <laughs> I mean, all right, we're gonna take the fool. It's a debate. So, my time to shine. Yep, so, take, take the fool. A study by Planet Fitness, not sponsored, has shown Planet that the Fitness. dad bod not credible. has shown that the dad bod is more attractive compared to traditional physique. Now, for those who don't know, the dad bod noun is a man with a softer physique and a slight belly with no visible abs. Findings show that 65% of participants find dad bods attractive compared to 61% compared to Rip bods. I know, Frankie. Hold on. 79% of participants with dad bods are happy with their appearance, which is up from the last time they were surveyed at 78% of participants. Oh, no. And 78% of participants believe that confidence is paramount to attracting a partner. Discuss. Frankie, what do you got to say? I was off the bat, not a credible source. Planet Fitness is the gym without gymtation. That's their whole thing. Their whole goal right. is to get people who don't go to the gym to sign up. They're saying, yeah, like, come to us. Like, dad bods are cool. Come, like, come here. You can work out casually. Not a credible source. Yeah. Not like, a credible it's all source. Good. Not a credible source. In my peripherals, I just, saw, I just saw Frankie shaking his head the whole time. I was thinking, man, JQ really hate. not JQ, man, Frankie really hates fat guys. No, that's no, what I was thinking I'm, the yo, whole time. I'm all pro body acceptance. I think that's a Speaking good of JQ, thing. I currently and I'm in like the mix of like a skinny fat dad bod going on. I just drink I'm on my second Budweiser right now. It's only one. But uh yeah, I'm just saying my girl loves, you know, there was a time where I, f I first started dating my girl. I was like 151 pounds. Like, you know, I was lean muscle, like, you know, she, she liked that, you know, but I've since, you know, I'm 173 pounds right now and, uh, haven't been going to the gym as much because of COVID and stuff. And, you know, I still have definition of muscle and, you know, I don't look completely out of shape, but, uh, I, I've had conversations where I'm like, Hey, like, you know, I plan on going back to the gym. Uh, you know, she's like, nah, well, she's like, yeah, like be healthy and do your thing but like the look that you have right now like you know i'm not it's gonna say the her. words but i'm just gonna say you know sheets are turning blankets you know oh my so just leave it at that yeah a lot of lines oh i was gonna oh, yeah i mean yeah i mean that was always happening but yeah now it's a so elena we actually had this conversation a couple of weeks ago about this and you had a very interesting take so even though frankie says this is not a credible study and it's obviously not a credible non-scientific study but you kind of are agreeing with what the study finds yeah i actually do just based on my own opinions and those of a lot of my girlfriends like i think we all think that dad bods are more realistic you know it's not a bad thing the way i see it is like if a guy is super ripped this isn't necessarily the case, but, you know, there's kind of a stereotype about it just as much as there is for someone who's, like, not in great shape. That maybe they're arrogant, they're cocky, they spend way too much time in the gym, um, and that they would also have those same expectations for you, you know, that you would have to be in the gym all the time, like you'd be like a gym couple, something like that. So I think a lot of girls 
are like pro dad bods nowadays. You know, there's this whole body positivity movement, especially during COVID. I don't know. I feel like everyone got the quarantine 15 this year. So people are like, why are we so stressed about it? You know, why can't we just be healthy, be happy, eat, you know, McDonald's four times a week? That's fine. Like as long as you're healthy and you're happy, why so much pressure to have the perfect body all the time, you know? The smile on my face. We love a good dad bod. That's all I can say. Now, have y'all noticed that I've seen so many, like, so many dope girls that are with men as they're, like, they chose these men as their boyfriends. And you look at them, like, not to say, like, they're ugly or anything, but, like, you just look at their appearance and stuff. And then you would think, like, wow, like, for a girl like that, why wouldn't she be, like, you know, like, with someone that might seem more, like, in shape, like, cut this and that. But then it just goes to show you that... Like, whether you think the study is true or not, bro, because I think I do agree with you. I think Planet Fitness is a very like that's a very. Yeah, it's a very in the box type of. um, Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it just comes down to all preference. I think um, whatever a girl is into, she's going to choose based on, you know. What's it? Well, I think think beauty is always in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it just comes down to the vibe. Right. But I do Mm -hmm. think that that stereotypical guy who goes to the gym those are dudes who kind of overcompensate for their insecurities through their body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of like really like truly confident men who are in shape. They kind of, it's like you just keep a Ferrari in your garage type thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> you wear baggy clothes and then, you know, you kind of impress her when you go to the bedroom, take the shirt off. It's like, oh, I kind of have good muscle, you know? Yeah, I, and, I fully respect. And like I think that's true confidence when you're really just kind of like, oh, you just – truly healthy people like people who are just kind of committed to health and fitness like they just do it because they love themselves and that is confidence that translates so i think there's a lot of people and it doesn't you don't have to have a six-pack ab but like you know i mean like i think that body positivity is true like 100 percent. you have to accept yourself because if you're trying to work out out of lack like i need to be better then you're never going to get in shape and that's just sad you have to accept yourself first and you have to do it out of love Mm -hmm. but at the same time like we live in a culture where eating healthy un eating healthy is uncommon like Mm -hmm. eating unhealthy most people eat doritos mcdonald's four times a week and all these things is propagated like through these things like it's like nah man health health is wealth and uh, not like n- n- the majority of people in our culture are poisoned through the foods they eat and they don't even realize it. And they're going to pay the consequences in 20 years because what you do now has multiplied effects in the future. Fact. So if you're eating all these foods all the time, it's like, yeah, body positive. But it's like you're not seeing the bigger picture that your body like you have to love yourself and you should be conscious of what you put in your body. That's you right. can still go to the gym and eat this shitty food, though. Mind you, like when I was of like, course, it's your when life, I was going to the choice. gym, I didn't have a six pack or anything. But like, bro, like, yo, it if you looked at you. me, you'd look at me like, all right, this kid's five six, but this dude's fucking lean as shit. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I was on my peak You're shit of like, like I, I was, I was vibing. Mm-hmm. Now, um, like I said, I'm, I'm like 22. I wouldn't, I, I mean, technically from my height, yeah, I'm 22 pounds overweight. I would, nah, I'm like, I'm like 14 pounds overweight, but. You know, I'm still healthy. Like, you know, I'm still staying in shape, still working out. Yeah, I mean, my definitely, I agree with you though. Diet, dietary habits, like, you know, like eventually, it's like, process. I, I, like, you know, I can't be like the way like I'm drinking beers at 21 and eating Popeyes and, you know, like, it's not sustainable. Like, that, it, I, that's what I agree with you. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm in a good, uh, I would say, quote unquote, like a dad bod phase right now. But at 31 years old, if I'm continuing to do this, then I'm gonna your metabolism is gonna yeah, slow. So right. I, I, I your do, body is gonna face the consequence. You're gonna have digestion yeah. issues. Like literally. so, you can eat what you want to eat. You just got to keep in mind that you know 
there has to be some type of uh, restriction and, you know, uh, put for uh, an effort to make sure that you're trying yeah. to. But real, real self-love is to work on your body like a process, not like, oh, I got a diet. I can't eat this and I can't eat that because that's what most people do. Most people diet and it's like from a guilt complex. Like I can't eat this and I can't eat that. That's why it never works. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to actually just love your body and realize it's the only place you'll ever live and that you should be putting that you should be putting healthy things into it. And then if you can learn to love yourself in that way, like health is natural and you'll, you'll start to choose, uh, like you'll choose the strawberries over the Doritos because you'll realize that you'll feel better afterwards mm-hmm. and you're actually putting good source of energy into yourself and, uh, you know, your mind and your body, like, yeah, it's like a lot of the research now is really showing that it, it's actually one. It's like the body mind. So they're, they're interconnected completely. So right now mental health is, at an all time low suicide rising, like, like violence, crime, uh, anxiety, depression. And it's like, we're eating so unhealthy. And if you do not think that is tied into it, like you're, you're simply wrong. The data shows you're wrong. If I can cut in, <laughs> um, sorry. Um, what was I going to say? So to go off what Elena was saying, um, about how women do find a lot of dad bods more attractive. I kind of have like another, call me just a intro. I got another theory. How it's all pretty Lay it on me. I think it's pretty um it's a primal instinct. Like you know how um I'm gonna talk about what men think for a little bit. So a lot of men, I'm speaking very generally, see the traits of motherhood as appealing to them. And by uh, the traits, I mean the physical traits. Like you know the phrase childbearing hips. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. you know, oh, she's got some like nice, nice hips. She can bear me many children and she's got bear me a child. Ample yeah. um, breasts. Like men to, being attracted to thicker women yeah. the same way that right, right. Uh, exactly. a woman might be attracted she has to like ample a, breasts yeah. to produce um, sustenance for my children. And I think with women that think, I can't speak for women, but I think when they see a dad bod, I think they see a sense of security. Right. He's eating well. It. Yeah. I could probably be eating well. It could, yeah. be, it could well. be like a presence too, you know what I mean? More so like, yeah, like, like on some, like the, Hmm. That's funny because I'd almost think the opposite. Yeah, the oh, evolutionary standpoint. You know, oh, yeah, like if we're going to think about it from like an evolutionary standpoint, which we should, you know, because that definitely has an impact on it. But I would think, you know, that makes sense for women, you know, like the curvy figure, like, you know, you are more likely to be able to bear children or whatever with that. But, you know, with men, you would think that if it is hunt. from like an evolutionary standpoint, you wouldn't want the dad bod, but, you know, you'd want like someone like bulkier, Muscular. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I honestly think that kind of going back to the last point, talking about dad bods, I definitely don't think that like a dad bod means you're unhealthy. I think no, a dad no, bod no. is just like more realistic, honestly. And so I think like what women kind of see in that is that I really do think it's like this lack of pressure, you know, mm. but I don't, that's interesting to think about. Like there's a lot of different reasons why women could, I don't think most women would like choose a dad bod over a ripped physique, but it's more like if you were, if you're bulky or if you're a dad bod and you like approach someone, you like, you know, trying to get to know them, I don't think they would turn you down either way. Like, I don't think someone would turn you down because you have a dad bod. I don't think someone would turn you down because you're ribbed. Yeah. I clearly have to start talking to your friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's, good perspective. it's good perspective from her because, like, obviously, like I said, in the beginning of this, this is more up her alley. Like, she's the one that's going to have to try to, you know. Right. And even back really in the get day. get hip to, like, you know. Hey, well, if she's judging me on my body, I don't want her anyway. Uh, <laughs> and really. we'll finish oh, yeah. up. Superficial. Even really, it goes really. going both ways, though. Like, you know, like I said, like, yeah. you know, obviously, like, men are usually more attracted to thicker women. But, like, you know, shout out to the skinny girls, too. Like, you know, I'm, I'm for both of them. 
I actually think that's a very new thing. Yeah, like just talking about beauty standards. I feel like being thick, like being curvy, it wasn't a good thing until like very recently. I think it always was, but the you know these magazines they try to shape. Yeah, Yeah, try to shape. It was was like yeah, they they say they created standards of beauty. It's essentially Mm -hmm. yeah. Even back in the day, like Edwardian times and Victorian times, a lot of. Heavier men and heavier women were seen as the most attractive because, ooh, they're rich. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because well, well. yeah, kings would be really fat and it was a sign of wealth. I'm right? kind of thinking we should revert back to that. I'm down. Honestly. Any sort of way to get me back in the game <laughs> is fine by me. I'm here for it too, honestly. So we're going to move on to uh, the sexiest professions. Mm-hmm. So, Frankie, hold on. So Tinder has done an informal study to figure, I know, Frankie. Okay. No, that's a reliable. Story. No, I trust they're, they're Tinder. Hooking, I trust Tinder. Okay, I trust them. Tinder has never steered me wrong. Okay, I trust. There's, Tinder. Some, there's someone out there right now that is on like just met up through Tinder and they're probably clapping cheeks right now. Yeah. So, so you while know, listening they, to they, our data show. is organic coffee. Right. I didn't mean they're getting a coffee. Guy. They're doing something. Eating some pizza, watching the game. Yeah, I trust. I trust him. So Tinder has done a study to figure out which five professions get the most swipe rights. So we have them for men and for women down from five so for men number five is tv and radio personalities number five though bro hey hey at least you're on the list yeah, yeah. Exactly. top five yeah my job's not in there so i'm not you don't see coroner on there <laughs> i think you count as a radio personality right yeah, now uh, yeah you know, yeah word we all do you at are. this point look at this way to go guys yeah, myself. We're all getting, we we're got all the heels turn after right this so Shout um i think the question is why do we think so I think it's about charisma. Yeah. The fact that it's not, I mean, I'm going to think of it as like five isn't even bad. Like, you know, it's not like one of the worst ones, but the fact that you're on the list, I think if you're a radio personality, you know, you're an entertainer, you're charismatic, you're funny, you're comfortable around people. You can make, you know, people feel comfortable. I think those are all traits that are very attractive. I think so. Yeah. I think it's all because it's a very outward going, very go-getter personality. And I think a lot of people are attracted to that. And I think most people want to be heard and want to oh, speak yeah. their voice, but they don't have the courage to do so. Yeah, so exactly. when someone does, it's like, yeah, they're, I have for you. That, I want that. I want you. So we got, Swipe right. we got number four, pretty obvious, the doctor. Mm-hmm. Doctor. I think really any of them. Do you guys think there's like a specific doctor that everyone oh, likes? Yeah. Because when you're a doctor- There's you a doctor like, hierarchy. Like, Yeah. If like, you look good in scrubs, you got it. Yeah. You got it. The little mask- well, what? I guess everybody has a mask, but like the little yeah. like surgical mask. I think the it's one that we're thinking and of the little the like do rag, the the doctor do rag. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, I wear one of those at work. JQ Loki a doctor. I do. I'm a hood doctor. Doctor dog. I think it's a bedroom doctor. I think the reason why we find this, gotta plug myself. Why this profession is so attractive? I think one, it's because the merits of well, they're saving lives, so it's a very noble thing to like. Yeah, it's a very selfless thing. To give literally give yourself every day to save other lives, and number two, when the fucking money. Should no, I don't know. I no. think the money is a part of it, but also you think about how much. That's all. That's the uh-huh. main. When thing. you say yo, what this person's no, a doctor, I mean, like, they're like yo, you getting I'm bread. A, I'm, a, like, I'm, a, I'm gonna yeah. agree with what you're gonna say. Yeah, you know, to be a doctor, it's like not only do you have to go through like I think it's like eight mm-hmm. or ten years of school, but you have to do all this residency. A lot of people go actually they go into like significant debt before they're able to even go to med school. So you know, you have to be so smart it is so competitive to get into med school and become a doctor there's a responsibility that comes with 
with that. You know, not only the responsibility of saving lives, but the responsibility of, you know, just having that profession. And I think a lot of women would find that very attractive. Mm -hmm. It's it's a reflection of commitment, intelligence. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you're integrious. Like you're doing yeah, because you literally have to, you, like, you can't half-ass being a doctor. 100%. Like, maybe once you become a doctor, you, you'll get scrutinized if you really are a half-ass doctor. But you have to be on your shit 24 fucking 7 Seven days yeah. a week. And like, women you know, like that because it says like, yo, if I marry this guy, like he's going to be committed to whatever we do. Like if we have children, me, like. Also on yeah. the same also on the same breath though, like for example, if I'm not a doctor, but a girl of like a girl I'm seeking interest in is a doctor, it's on some like, damn, like she, like, you know, she's going to have to, it, like for both, for both like genders, like, you know, like, like marrying a doctor, like, yo, like you just said it, like they're so committed to their work. So that could cause like a lot of fucking a rift. You know what I'm saying? Like you see it in movies all the time. Like, oh, you fucking work too much. And then all of a sudden, like she's cheating on you with like the fucking, we know well, the, doctors, the gardener. And the, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know like, what? Like, uh, I'm pretty sure like, you know, I'm, I'm probably wrong on this actually, but like, you know, as you move up, like it's really difficult to go through med school. But once you actually become a doctor, you're actually like, your hours you're are more administrative flexible. actually. Yeah, and yeah. like, you're, you're actually like telling people what to do. Like, I work at the hospital and the doctors really only, they really need to come in when there's a, immediate procedure like they use a, their brains like they're like yeah, yo, like, yo that's why what the diagnosis is this is what you have to do and then they get the people to do it that's why i hope nurses is on the list because nurses they like they hold the whole like, they hold it down they're yeah, like yeah they're the crazy. front lines they are for every hospital in the nation like 100 like, nurses you know, are very awesome. with doctors you know they took an oath so maybe they're thinking oh so if he's taking that hippocratic oath to take care of anybody maybe he'll take my wedding oath and he'll take care of me I actually want to mention again, you brought up a point about money. I definitely want to consider that as a factor as well, because it's like a lot of girls, you know, they're kind of told growing up, marry a doctor or a lawyer, like that's where the money is. That's where like you're going to be taken care of. I do think some of that still reigns true. Like there, you know, even though like women were tired of hearing that we want to make our own careers, we're going to be successful in our own way. But I think the money like could be a factor, but I think it comes from more a place of, you know, stability. Like if you're a doctor, you're probably not going to be like scraping to make ends meet. You're probably pretty comfortable. But like speaking of med school and like going into debt, I feel like a lot of doctors are actually in significant debt because of med school fees. Mm. Yeah. They don't lay off doctors. Yeah. Especially not now. Yep. So we got number three, which is the noble firefighter. Mm. That's what I think of. Of what? Strippers? Strength, like phys oh. physical oh. strength. Like, do you know <laughs> how, stripping. like, you have to go through such rigorous tests to be a firefighter? You I want to be That's why it's one of, like, the biggest, like, costumes for, like, male strippers. That's probably why. I again, I think again, it ties into what the doctors do. Um, they're saving, oh, they're my, saving, they're saving lives. And when they go out there, like you know, you kind of have like a sense, oh, he'll protect me, and he's like protecting other people. So it's that air of like strength and comfort that they see. With firefighters, and uh, I think that's um, what deems firefighters attractive. No, you know what that's I think guess. it is? I think when women see the firefighter saving the cat from the tree, <laughs> you know, what are they thinking? They're thinking, hey, I get trapped in a tree, firefighter. This guy will do anything for it. My brother I'm Steve, <laughs> my brother Steve and Michael, shout out my boy Steve, plug to him. Uh, homie actually got stuck in a tree and the fire department actually had to come and save him. Wow. Hey. Yeah, yeah. He that's, got that's... stuck up on a tree on Stewart Street in Quincy and, uh, he, my dude, my dude was up there. He was probably like 30, he was probably like 35 feet in the air. Mind you, at nine years old, that's like a hundred feet in the air. Up, yeah. 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 So, oh, wow. uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll just, 
you guys can keep it on. Wow, that's to, crazy. Actually. Now I, I thought it was hilarious. That I was, is, that's I was pretty laughing funny. my ass off. Yeah, when like, you mention um, women might think, you know, this man is going to be like a protector. You know, he's strong. I think that probably is a factor when you're first dating. But once you've been with someone for a while, I think that you separate the profession from the individual so much that that just becomes, you know, what their profession is. Like, you're probably not constantly thinking like, oh, if there's ever like an emergency, like I'm good. But I think that's probably a factor in like the initial spark. Yeah. You're thinking like an everyday life. Let me ask yeah, you something. So, women have fears of fires. So, so obviously like, so <laughs> when, when you like when you're looking like when you're looking to date someone or you're finding love with a man, um, job security is obviously something that is like important, but like, I want to ask you like, so for these higher professions, like a doc, like for a female, is it, is it the sense of importance that like, like that the man holds? That's why like, you know, girls like are like, if you're a cop, like, okay, like the cop has to go out in the street, like has to like, you know, God knows if like some shit's going to happen, like he gets shot. Um, like, you know what I'm trying to ask you? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I do. Um. I don't know. I think for a lot of women, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the power they hold, but more like we we're talking about the oath they take, like that the commitment that they make, yeah. you know, whether it's so, yeah. a lot of these professions we're talking about, like doctor, firefighter, even the police officer, lawyer, like you're doing something that's somewhat selfless, you know, because it's like that's you're what I was obligated get, that's to what I was getting people. at. There's kind of a sense of like, oh, shit, like dude's really out in the field right now. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of it is, you know, if you're in a profession like that, like that is a commitment, you know, that's not just like a job that you have that's just your job you know you have to work so hard and go out of your way to have a profession like that so like that says so much about like your character as a person i feel that i just keep um laughing that like we just keep like asking like alana just like yeah now what do you think about this i'm all like I'm like, okay, she's not the representative of all women. I know, I'm kind yeah, of like, a lot of yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Today she is. A lot of this episode is kind of like right up her alley. Like, hey, like we're us four dudes. Like we can like commentate this and that, but like coming from a woman's perspective, right? It's like, exactly. This is ideal to be like, all right, like let's kind of pick your brain and see what you have to say on the matter. Because a woman's input is incredibly valuable. Glad to hear it, and especially in an episode. Now that, that I have that on tape, to, yeah. so I can't use it again. <laughs> Run it back. But, uh, Hope I'm yeah. represent. I know, like it's hard to speak, you know, on behalf of every single woman out there. I definitely can't be the voice, but you know, I try to pull from like my own experience, like my yeah. friends. Same so thing with us. We all have different opinions. I'd be a horrible representative of all just... men. Too much what? pressure. <laughs> I'd be a horrible representative of all men because I don't think like all men. Well, you know, try me. If there's, an, if there's another female-centric show <laughs> that wants to have me. a male on, I love it, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, see how that goes. So, it actually brought up Atlanta brought up a really good point with uh, number two coming up. It's um, the entrepreneur. Uh, I think uh, obviously, yeah, I think yeah. entrepreneurs are sexy. Yeah, so, you, you I, yeah, one of the reasons I think entrepreneurs are sought so highly is because this career specifically, it is a go-getter career. You mm-hmm. want it, you go get it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the at the traits of that profession of you know dedication just hard work kind of like you're nurturing like a business i think that is seen and can be deemed very attractive that's just you know what i am suspecting as someone who's not an entrepreneur creativity is the highest sign of intelligence and to create jobs in your own career path out of nothing Mm -hmm. is just like you're intelligent smart you're uh self-committed uh, you're, you have to be, uh, it takes courage to do that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And gotta be a little bit of a risk taker. You're, oh, hundred percent. You're passionate. Like if they're passionate about what they do, they obviously have energy cause they're not getting depleted by what they're doing. They're actually like, they get 
uh, energized by what they do. Oh yeah, there's a million reasons. Is that the Time number? Management. Is that the first one or the second one? Second one. This is the second one. I, mean, wait, wait, wait. I, I expect that. To be I'm the intrigued. First one. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to find out what number yeah, what's one. What's number one? So number one, I think it's pretty obvious. Any guesses? So number it? one is male stripper pilot. Pilot, really? I wouldn't have expected that. Well, is this this is 1960? I uh, the apparently the pilot is the one they get how the many, most tried. question how many well actually don't get even here's the thing enough. you got to analyze the, where the statistic came from Tinder right pilots they're flying all over the world right yep, they don't exactly. got time to be dating yep, they're on money. Tinder yeah right in every country I hey mean, I gotta yeah. fly this plane back at 11:30 trying to you know hit up hit up yeah. Yeah. Hooters helping out the trying to get a little booty call uh, yeah he take has, you over some shot what's the best Tallahassee Chinese food around here <laughs> you know what I'm saying and he ha- and he has the skill that a lot of people don't have like he's flying a plane JQ do you remember when we were on uh remember one of the 2010s we talked about astronauts yeah how there's so few astronauts yeah because you really have to be a, that's on some doctor stuff it's like yo you're literally yeah. tr- you're responsible for going out of the atmosphere into space like that's like you some at the trap spot I'll turn you into one because there's exactly. so few astronauts, there's so few pilots, because actually the pilot number of pilots is going down. It's been going down for the past couple of years, and now with COVID, more pilots are probably going to be laid off. That's what's happening now. But I think... That's a scary job, man. It is. Imagine that. I would love yeah, to be a pilot. If I was a pilot, I would want to play every single night. I, I, I wrote my just... college essay on how I wanted to be a pilot as a kid. Really? Really? Yeah. You it wanted was, to fly planes. I did. My grandfather was a World War II pilot. That's and that's I, I live uh, near Logan Airport, so the f- the planes would fly overhead, and I just sit and watch them. I thought they were really cool. And then yeah. I, I remember like one line from it. Uh, it was something like, you know, it was like it always seemed like a fitting job because I've always had my head in the clouds. Ah. Some some light. Either got me in either a, a pilot got or me a in poet. my dream school. Actually, went away. This is the number. Yeah, this is the number one most attractive uh, position. Uh, job yeah i actually think that probably the most attractive feature about being a pilot would be how cultured you are you're probably really well traveled you know especially if you've been flying forever you probably know a lot of history cultures of different places and that can be really attractive you know you'll never have a boring conversation you know this person's traveled all over the world met hundreds of people all types of different people i don't know you probably have seen a lot of the world and that makes you very like cultured I will Fast. say, I was watching Inside Edition a couple nights ago, and there was a woman who was wearing an outfit that was a little too risque for the plane that she wouldn't be let on. What? So what? I, I can see I can see where they were coming from. Let but, them breathe. But the pilot of the plane came out and gave his T-shirt that he packed for himself to the woman. When the, when the pilot came out, I'm like, damn, that is one good-looking man. God damn it. I'm like jealous. Was he like walking around shirtless or something? No. That'd be walking right. around the plane. No, he like, was like in his like flare. And I'm all like, I, I wrote this episode months ago. I'm like, yeah, I can see why. Good looking guy. I'm jealous. This Salt guy and pepper read the hair. Study. <laughs> he knew he was number one. So he was like, yeah, let me just take my shirt off. But he was everything. number one. So, <laughs> so on the inverse, we have the top five most attractive jobs for women that men. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Seem to swipe right on. And now that we can give the male perspective. So, and so now Elena can learn about things about us. Woo-hoo. So, number five is teacher. All right. I think, yeah. I, I have a theory, sense. but I, I want to hear what you're Public or private? I, I want, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> private. I want to hear the other ones before I get on the teacher. Cause teacher to me, that arguably could be, I've interacted with a lot of teachers in my lifetime. And, uh, I'm not going to say, 
the shorty's names on the airways, but yeah, I mean, I'm an adult now, so. so oh my goodness. So yeah. my, so my I work leading in the school theory. system, so I don't want to get myself. Fired. Yeah, yeah. yeah Frankie, no, comment, no comment, no comment. No comment. No. There's so, a couple times I wish I got detention. If you know what oh I'm saying. <laughs> just hey, it's, I'm just messing. My leading no, no. theory is that you know when young men grow up, hold on. Now, when we get to know very few like adult women, like we know our mothers, our neighbors. And these two groups of women who are deemed uh, very sentimentally special to men are mom's friends. Like, you know, sometimes our friends have, you know, very gorgeous moms and the teachers. And as boys grow up and they see, you know, these teachers and some of the teachers are getting a lot younger. Maybe this is thinking, oh, I really like Miss Smith. She's really she's really cute. So I think that's what my thing is. Like, maybe like a teacher could be like a first crush. And that kind of carries yeah, over they into interact adulthood. With at a young age, yeah, probably. that's what my theory is. I yeah. was thinking it had to do maybe with this idea. Like we were talking about how a lot of the features that men find attractive in women are like, like you know, maternal, like wifey features, stuff like that. So maybe if she's a teacher, like she's good around kids. You know, she's like dedicated. Maybe those are attractive. Misses, features. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say it. Mrs. Name. Smith. Nah, I don't. I never had a Mrs. Smith, but nah, there's there's a couple girl teachers throughout uh, through my adolescence and uh, through years through high school. Where I was Jakey's like, got this thousand yard <laughs> stare, just going down memory lanes. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah. I mean, well, nah. It was never on some like you know. Obviously, like I'm not really trying to you know get where I'm just like wow. Like for you being my teacher, like yo, like I fuck with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're a good teacher, but also like yo, like you're cool. Like you're attractive. Yeah, like not yeah. just because like your looks, but like yo, attractiveness, cool, being cool is also an attractive feature. You know what I for mean? For sure. It's like, yeah. It's like damn, like yo, like not only are you teaching me, like yo, like you're selling me snacks for seventy five cents, and you're also cute. there's there's so a like, there's a level of respect because a teacher, in, I mean college is different, but it's not really. But like they had obviously the. The mentality is like this person is like smarter than me, right? They're they're teaching me, and there's a level of respect that comes along with that. Yeah, pretty much. This Edgar Allan Poe, do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So what's uh what's what's sexier than a teacher? So allegedly, so number four is uh, public relations, PR, PR. I feel like that's such a sharp contrast from a teacher. Yeah, you yeah, I'm all, I mean? I'm all set. I'm all set with that. Anything public, I'm not with. <laughs> so <Yeah>. if you <laughs> are, if you are on the streets, you're not for me. So oh I wouldn't goodness. say PR is like completely out on the streets. What but... does that even mean? Public relations. So like, what, what public you, what relations is, is basically remember when a, a bu- uh, remember when the the Tylenol murders where someone put poison Tylenol uh, pills in bottles of Tylenol. That's whoa. No, I don't that, know. That, that. That's I another story. Con- we'll talk about that off the. What the hell happened? <laughs> where, where was that? Where so, was I? Damn. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was in Chicago. This is like in the 80s or whatever. But uh, what public relations does is they talk to the media, they represent the company, and they try to like, they do damage control. Smooth they try to make over. the company look good. Like uh, yeah. when Michael Scott took the hit for. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, like about the printers. Okay, yeah. I get, I get you. You're the spokesperson. Um. Yeah, I'm a hard pass on that. I what don't I'm, know if I, I've ever seen a girl do that. But. I think what I'm thinking is, and I think it might be a bit superficial, um, with public relations, you are always a very present face, mm-hmm. and it's your job to have this always look good and always try to spin this into good good direction. So maybe they could it could be perceived as they're a they know how to make good out of a bad situation. Yeah, very positive. So, very so technically a weather lady. When there's about to be a shit storm coming our way, and she's like, 
A meteorologist. <laughs> she a meteorologist. Not she, on the list. she looks like you know, like she's trying to make everybody happy. Put like, a brave hey, we, face we got, on We got yeah. twelve inches of snow coming, but hey, you know, about thirteen. Go grab, yeah, like go grab some. Like we got twelve and, inches coming. Oh my god! <laughs> I actually want to weigh in because I'm um, in PR and marketing myself, and hey. I think that. You know, in that pow- in that position, like in this industry, you can deal with a lot of really high power clients, right. like a lot of powerful people. So maybe there's something in that, like you kind of have the power, you know, things about companies that isn't public yet. You know, a lot of secrets and maybe there's something, you know, that's kind of very enticing yeah. about that. Yeah, that's cool. Did you learn about the Tylenol murders? I did learn about the Tylenol, not in my PR class, but I just knew about that. Yeah. I was going to say, tell your professor. Y'all got to get me hit. All right. What's up? Uh, number, what? Number three or two? Well, we're three. not going to go number three because we spoke a lot it's it's entrepreneur again yeah so same but opposite yeah but that's far from like a girl's perspective because like i feel like a lot of girls are not really trying to be about that to make like you know what i mean like like not to say that they don't they don't want like uh, girls are always going like i feel like a woman's trying to you know obviously get security get like a nursing job or like you know get some like really good job like like i feel like i don't know i don't know a lot of girls who actually like made their own business from scratch whether local which probably makes it even more attractive because it's but, rare yeah well, and, no, that, and it's, that, and it's I, new yeah and i'm not trying, i'm not trying to be culturally uh culturally ignorant to it no, i'm just i'm literally saying i'm literally saying like i'm not talking about like the kylie jenner's who was born into wealth and like built a makeup company like yeah, no like yeah. I, that's not that's not what i'm getting at i'm saying like people that like you know all right like, ground what, up what am i doing with my life like what do i want to do uh-huh. it's like I don't know. I I just haven't seen it, but shout, hopefully shout out. we'll see more of them. D- yeah, no, no I, we will. I, I'm all, I'm awful for that shit. Yeah, I I would say if I am to see, if I was to see like a woman entrepreneur, I could probably see them doing something more of like a uh, like a fashion, like something along like you know clothing apparel, or they they uh, they open like a model agency, or like you know something of a. I'm not trying to put them stuff, in the yeah. bot. Yo, they could they can make their own construction uh, construction company if they wanted to. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm-hmm. I love seeing women in tech. Shout out to all the STEM girls. Hey. <laughs> oh, except for that one that women lied in tech? about women Sarah in tech? Nose or whatever oh, her dude. name was. Yeah, my ex girlfriend went. Uh, shout yeah, out her. Okay. She she went to go to <laughs> Berkeley for tech. Shout out. So we have number two, which I think plays a lot to what we talked about with PR. It's interior designers. Interior I like taste. That. I like that. I like that. I, like that. I think because you know, uh, that's, you know, that's so, ties into entrepreneurship. Yeah, you know, like, I think it's because of the phrase, you know, a woman's touch. Mm. Like they can make everything look good. They oh, have like yeah. it's all about yeah. taste too. They got good taste. Mm-hmm. They know how to make everything look good. And it's a pretty uh um yeah I can I can definitely see me settling down with an interior designer because I have horrible taste. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> a lot of men don't have good taste. And I think women like taste in men because oh, they have it. We yeah. have good taste. We just don't know that it's bad taste. But to me, like, yo, like, I, I settle for the simple things. And I'm like, yo, this shit's fire right My now. biggest yeah, thing I is think magic. Women, women, women are more intuitive with, with colors. and Oh, yeah. Like, and so they, you know, they every, the yeah, function. Dog, every you know time I dress doing. up, I always go to a mom like, yo, does this tie match this shirt and this yeah, jacket? And she's I just do. like, no. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it's it's a they definitely have an eye for things. What color do you want to paint the wall? White. <laughs> I definitely would say definitely not all women. Like I you know, I do think a lot of women were more like inclined towards aesthetics, like visual stuff like that, but I have so many girlfriends who are just like 
wear the same, you know, basic thing every day. Whereas like me, I, you know, I'm kind of a creative and artist, like I'm all out all the time. So mm-hmm. I still, I do think you guys are right. Like more women are more likely to, you know, want to like decorate their house. Like, I don't know. My apartment is like tripped out right now, yeah. but, um, That's far. Hey, yeah, that's far. I don't know. I love doing stuff like that, but yeah, definitely. I think a lot of my guy friends, like they go all out for their apartments. So yeah, it all depends on all Wait, good. So these get, are, this all is good the most attractive the qualities to a male about a woman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Is, yeah. I that makes sense. Like a you, girl who dresses fly, or, or it's interior designer. Oh, I love. Well, that kind of that's that's kind of like the same thing too, though. You know well, I, mean? I think that's like, an, if, you're if you're an interior designer, designer you have you're your making whole sure your life thing, is yeah. an aesthetic, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. everything, everything, every detail, probably. every detail, the clothes like, you pick out, the food you eat, your oh, routine, like, everything, you everything, have your own everything. Brand with it, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, because if you're going through meetings, you want to dress to impress, and it's also like it builds up confidence. Like if you know you're coming in some whack shit, you might not have the comp. Like they might not the the customer might not want to do business with you, but if you're coming looking like Yo, this 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 shorty looks straight up like she's about to not only make the shit that I didn't know I needed, but like I'm gonna pay whatever fucking money right. for it. You know what I mean? And it's like balance. And we've got yeah. number one, which um is any guesses? Woman cop. Woman cop. Any any guesses? Um, zoo trainer. That's a. I don't know. It could be anything. The list has surprised me so far. Woman so. doctor. Number one is physical therapist. Oh, a physical huh. therapist. I, I, what I'm thinking is, do you remember in Doctor Strange when Doctor Strange like broke his hands? And uh, actually, wait, this is the male, uh, and it doesn't matter. But the physical therapists—they're very like encouraging. Come on, like you've got this, you got this. They're very supportive people because they want you to get healthier. Like they want you to walk, they want you to write, they want you to be mm-hmm. able to grab stuff. And I think a lot of men they crave support and i think with physical therapy not only can they you know get me fit and keep me going but they can be like my little my cheerleader on the side and i'm not saying you know cheerleader as in like a general sense have you guys ever had physical therapy before don't need it i have not Isn't on there, the books. There's like a lot of physical touch involved as well. You oh, know, yeah. like to be a physical therapist, like you have to understand anatomy, you have to understand mm-hmm. biology. And I think when you're in like a physical therapy appointment, like there's a lot of hand, like contact, you know, physical contact, like them trying to, you know, kind of like a chiropractor trying to like put your bones back in place, stuff like that. So maybe that's part of it. Yeah. That's, kind of that's like a masseuse legs. though, right? No, no, no. I think a physical the... therapist, like they still have to like show you how to do the exercise. Oh, and yeah. Stuff like that. I think I know their things too. I, I had a male physical therapist. And uh, yeah, they they they're very he intelligent because like they have to know every like you're like yo <laughs> sexy, my like Put this part of my back like is that. killing me and it's like all right that's the this that the other muscle there's a ligament there that you need to do this 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 and this they're very smart and I think yeah I think what Antonio said is uh is also true Support. where it's like they want you to obviously it's a therapist like they want you physically to be better right they're helping you work on something. Uh, I straight up, like, low-key, like, I straight up do not care. Like, it's like, whatever she does, like, oh, that's what she does. Let me pose a question for you. What if she was a garbage man? That'd be sick. I'm like, yo, no, my, no, no, no. my girl, if, if I, bro, it if we like... vibe, I'm like, yo, my girl delivers garbage, bro. She's the best. She's the best. Yo, you have to be in wicked good shape to be a garbage man. My garbage man is freaking jacked, because they're, they're hopping, they're riding on the back of a truck, Throwing heavy garbage. You're thinking about there? the physical. Well, no, right? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't think care about what she all does. that comes along with that, though. The, what, I think the they smell? shower when Stench. they finish. The, nah, man. They shift and they hop back. I've been in the, in the field before, bro. I've worked in the pool industry. I know yeah, how it yeah, go. Yeah. I've been in dirty pools. Okay, I like a girl who can get dirty. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
I feel so, like this whole list, like, you know, this whole topic is really interesting because it probably depends so much on both individuals, like, involved, right. like, how mm-hmm. much you separate your profession from your personality. Mm-hmm. You know, like, for some people like you guys, you know, who are, like, entertainers or creatives, I feel like Thank your you. profession might be a lot, like, a, a staple of your personality, you know, mm-hmm. if you're so passionate about what you do. But, like, if your girl is, she's, like, she collects garbage, that's probably not like her core personality trait it's just like another yeah, aspect she, yeah, of it, something you know? like you know unfortunately a lot of people don't do what they're passionate about so you know it's like hey if that's she found her you know her way that way and she enjoys it hell yeah, yeah hell yeah hell yeah i uh not everyone has to live the dream i have one that wasn't on the list but uh and it's also dope because my girl's in school to become one well uh, assistant uh tech uh a veterinarian Oh yeah, a girl, yeah. a girl animals. who literally will save animals. That's that, a loving person. That's yeah. sexy. Yeah. It, it, that's it just show, exactly, love. exactly. It's like yo, you're willing to like obviously like you're doing it for a profession, but like yo, you're saving animals, and I love animals. So it's like yo, that that saving me. Yeah, you know, and nah, I just think I just think that's a dope reflection where it's yeah, like yo, I'll like it shows a that. compassionate side, and it just shows like a. Like a commitment, it's like that they're, they're animal doctors and nurses and shit. You know what I mean? It's like you know. You know what yeah. I've always found really attractive is I, yeah. photographers. Like women, yeah, like yeah. if you're a photographer, good like, taste, that's so yeah. cool, good vision, usually very fit. Yeah, because they got to do all those weird positions. Yeah, and it's just like that's a cra- that's a cool job. Like you, you travel, you do cool stuff. It's like she got a camera around her neck. Like hell yeah. I just like happy. bartenders too. Someone that can like shoot because bartenders you have to be very social. You got to shoot the shit. AOC. Yo, shout out. No mad fucking drink shout combinations. Out to I was gonna say. Well, I'm just happy that TV radio personality was on there. So we got. So we have a phrase. Money does. Money can't buy me love, but it can get you close to it. So we have the top five quote chick magnet dogs according to. Dognotebook.com. So we got hopefully we all know how these dogs look. So we got number five, the French Bulldog. Shout out to Bentley. Big Bent. (laughs) What a cutie. Bubba! I love you, Bubba. Yeah, everyone calls their dogs Bubba now after Bubba. So um let's see. We got number four, which I'm definitely I can definitely see uh is a very like I can see this person having this dog having an attractive owner is the Siberian Husky. I like that. I like their eyes. They're so they, I I I do like them, but I also I'm like don't trust them because they're really close to being wolves. Right. But kind of scary. Yeah. Huskies, I think they're very active dogs. They're very vocal dogs, and to have someone who can put up with that, I think is very all about that. Oh yeah. Like someone who like runs with their dog. I don't run with my dog. I chase after him. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Elena, are you finding anything good with these dogs? Like, if someone was walking in the in the dog park with the, these dogs, would you approach them? I mean, probably. I like all dogs, so all dogs are good dogs. Even this one, number three, the Golden Retriever. Let's go. Hey, the Scoop Dog. Scooby. Shout out to Scoobito. I have consistently seen that the Golden Retriever usually places at the top of lists year after year. Mm-hmm. And it's also one of the, the most famous, iconic American dogs. Oh, definitely. So everyone sees it. I used to want a Golden Retriever, but now I'm a Sharpay man. Hey. Gotta have variety. Speaking of Sharpay, they're, they're weird, not even cousins. They're fourth cousins. We have number two, the Pug. Nah. Not a fan mm-hmm. of Pugs. No Pugs? No, I feel like really. Pugs are hit or miss. I do like, uh, have you guys seen the movie Kingsman? No. So there's a joke where uh, everyone who's training, they all have to pick a puppy. And then this one guy picked a puppy and it was a pug. He goes, 
You picked a pug? Well, it's not a bulldog. No, it's not a bulldog. Well, will it get any bigger? You're like, <laughs> eh. They're all real, pretty small dogs. And we have number one, the, and I think we have a little regional pride in this. We have number one, the Boston Terrier. Heck yeah. Is whack. the most. I like bo- what do you mean, whack? I, I, I like Boston Terriers, but I'm taking French Bulldog and a Golden over a Boston Terrier. 100%. I'm going to have to agree with that one. Hundred and I'm every, every day of the week, eight days a week. Terriers okay. are lit, but if anything, I'll say it just depends on your vibe, but you know, Golden would probably be number one, then a Bulldog, then a Terrier. Then a Sharpay. Me, personally, I would put a Bulldog over Golden, but I'm just saying consensus, consensus. Yeah, definitely, 100%. So, gents, if you want to find a lady, go get a French Bulldog, a Husky, Golden Retriever, Pug, or a Boston Terrier, because apparently those do very well, according to dognotebook.com. So, we got... I'm this desperate. is a really good one. So I'm we have desperate. Boston Terrier. I'm getting one. So we have the pound, baby. <laughs> the five most attractive personality traits from ApolloNeaponte.com. And I think Alina can definitely just be like the gavel on this. Like if some if a gentleman has this air about him, would you be like a yes or no? So we have number five. He likes to take things slow. I think that is a very good trait, you know, like you're not gonna rush in, go head over heels. It I think it shows a lot of maturity. And a sort of a couple times. So we also have number four, which a lot of us can relate to. So number four is opinionated, but in a good way. Honestly, like I think that if you have strong opinions and you can back them with facts, research, you know, and like your own personal experience, that is attractive. Like you don't want to be with someone who like doesn't care about anything, you oh, know, I like that, that takes okay, no yes, stance. Man. Apathetic. And- if, you yeah. could, if you could say it without being arrogant or a know-it-all, I'm all for it. Like mm-hmm. I love like, yeah. you know, if you're talk- grounded. I-, I love when me and my girl do not agree on the same thing, but we're both adults about it where we can literally see why we're both like saying the things that we're saying and like there's no argument because of it but like you know like if i'm with a buddy and like you know we're just especially like during like political times right now like that's the worst like i don't get into politics simply because like yo like you say something another person's not going to agree with you on your political stance you know what i'm saying so then that's going to cause like you know like dude like you don't even look into things you don't even read it and you know i think being opinionated in a good way is when you use logic rather than emotionality so Mm -hmm. it's like oh i just feel that way bro it's like no i have this logic research in a b c of why i believe this and why i think this way and they can actually make you see like oh wait that makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. like they only take a stance if it actually is rooted in in something true yeah for sure so for number three we have um this is a quote you don't know that you're hot i think that actually is kind of interesting because you know we were talking earlier about like bodies and everything like you have confidence fake it till you make it so i kind of feel like that goes against it like if you don't know you're hot how are you supposed to be you know this confident person i think it ties into what i'm thinking of Mm -hmm. uh, that's what i kind of it's a natural self-consciousness well, humility is definitely yeah, yeah like, modesty. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. If we're kind of interpreting it that way, definitely you cannot be arrogant. No one wants to be with some guy who like comes off as very like entitled. Exactly, full of it. because yeah. the inverse of it is just not attractive at all. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm hot. I can have anybody I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no one That's... finds that attractive at yeah. all. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to have 
like a level of confidence where you're like, yeah, okay, like I have some insecurities, but like I don't let them define me, you know, and that's mm. what being humble is. Like I think like say like you're you're dating someone and you've been going out for like three months and then like she starts laughing and go, what's so funny? Oh, you, uh, I don't know, you you handle the remote weirdly. And mm. they go, really? They go, yeah, it's kind of cute. Oh, really? Because like when you hear just like random things, like, oh, you brush your teeth really slow. And they're like, uh, it's kind of cute. Like, oh, I think really? it's just love, though. You just start like when you love yeah. someone, like everything they do, you just like, oh, yeah, it's funny you do it that way. Like, yeah. I love that. I love and like, you have to be able to point. tease each other. And like, you ha- you can't have like flirty, you know, banter, like tease each other if you're like too insecure. You right. know? Yeah. 100%. And you're all, and I like when like when you're with someone and they always find something new to fall in love over you mm-hmm. for. That's that's the stuff I like. So, oh, this is good. Something. So we got number two is to be passionate about something. I think passion is attractive, like in all genders, you know? Oh, yeah. Like you have, like going back to having an opinion, it's like, what are you working towards? Like, what is your purpose here? What are you trying to make with your life? Like that, having something that's like you're driven towards, that's probably like, I would think is like the most attractive factor. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like in a human being, that is the number one most, like, not even attractive, just, uh, well, yeah, attractive, not even the sense of like, we, we're thinking attractive in terms of sexuality, like mm-hmm. attractive in terms of being. Like, if yeah. you're yeah. passionate, like you just attract opportunity. Oh, yeah. You attract friendship. Like, you, yeah. you, cause you're, you're true, you're real, you're authentic and you care about something. Right. Where, where, when someone, is like apathetic and they're exactly they're they're essentially too scared to care exactly. that's what it is like because mm-hmm. you were naturally born caring like we are meaning and it's if you're afraid to care about something you're showing you're living your life in total yeah. out of fear that's a great point frank that's definitely it because like i don't think anyone finds like um oh i don't care whatever you want sure that's apathy yeah that just and that is and that literally in in like psychology that just covers fear. They're just afraid it's to pathetic. care because they're afraid to be. Yeah, it's pathetic. Apathy. They're afraid to care because if they do, they're afraid that someone's going to judge them. Right. Because you, you risk vulnerability by caring. Like, exactly. Yeah, this is what I care about. Right. And then they have, you're basically exposing what you care about and then someone can attack you. But mm-hmm. a truly strong man's like, fuck it. You, t- you attack me. I'm yeah. grounded in my passion. And going back to one of the previous lists about uh, passion, entrepreneurship, and yeah, like a lot of stuff 100%. because they have that passion. Like, I'm going to open this bowling alley in April and you're going to be there with me. <laughs> and it's just one month and we're just doing it. <laughs> I have no business plan. We're doing it in April. Just show up if you want. We're going to do it. It's going to be successful. <laughs> this one lane. I don't know. It. We don't even have any yeah, balls one, yet. That's, actually not, that's not a bad idea. One lane just make the stakes just incredibly high. That'd be sick. Yeah, jumbo actually, bowling. I think it's really interesting that entrepreneurship is number one because I kind of feel like that could be hit or miss. Because, you know, you can be an entrepreneur, self-starter, self-driven, you know, making your own work, making your own dreams come true. That is really attractive. But I can't tell you how many people I've met in my life who are kind of just doing nothing, you know, and that's not always a bad thing. Like you can be stuck. You can be figuring it out. That's fine. But, you know, in the meantime, they're like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I just like haven't done anything yet, you know. And so I feel like with entrepreneurship, like you have to be careful about like what steps are you taking? How are you making this dream a reality before you can really call yourself an entrepreneur? And, and I think there's a thin line too between self-consumed and passionate. Yeah. Like there's sure. some people who just like, yeah, like there's some people who truly care about something larger than themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And, oh, definitely. and they have a mission and they're trying to serve people by what they're doing. And that's like a true entrepreneur. Like, and they're the, those ones who are usually successful when they have us, they're serving other people. Facts. When other people are like, nah, bro, I'm like, uh, I'm a rapper. 
or whatever that whatever they're doing and they're doing it kind of the place of like they're they're glamorizing what they're being trying to be mm-hmm. entrepreneurs right. with it's a glamorization they just want to be an entrepreneur for the clout essentially yeah and that's a that's actually a huge thing that most people even with that like i like i would also technically consider myself a writer i do write a lot like if i introduce myself to a girl like i don't go well i'm a writer i have nothing you know published i didn't get paid for anything but you are so i would thank you so i would just say underwear like oh I write because I think that's very open ended. Like, ooh, what do you write? I think it leads a lot more open to. Oh, I like to write, like to read. Yeah, that suggests it's more of a hobby. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with identifying with something. You have to identify with something before you love it. it. You have to be it before you become it. Right. It's like that's the idea of think and grow rich. Like you have to be a wealthy person, and then you attract it into your life by being a principled, smart, uh, you know, outgoing, um, you know, courageous and definitely and financially. You know, risky to be mm-hmm. become that. You don't like, just. You don't. It's not like, oh yeah, I, I once I'm rich, I'm rich. It's like no, you you become you rich get before. There. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we have with that number one. It's a little bit difficult. For, not really difficult. So it's leadership skills and someone who kind of lives like a busy and active life. So I don't know why they were combined into one. So it's basically like someone who someone who's tick- got something that going on. Yeah. I like it's that. like someone who can take charge, take initiative. And they're kind of like always busy. Like they're not like slagabouts, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's that has to do with, you know, when you're dating someone, when you're in a relationship, you're still your own person first, you know, before you can like be with someone else, you have to kind of have figure out who you are in a sense. So it's like, if you're staying busy, if you're driven, you have something outside of the relationship and like, you're not going to be fully consumed with this one person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Like the the pillars of the temple stand apart. That's like the yeah. that's like the poetic way of saying that. It's like you both want to be independent. You don't want to have someone who's just like, oh, you, if you're living your own life, you just don't want this other person's life to ro- rotate around you. It's uh, you know, that's like that's dependency, and it's like ah, at one point that it turns sour. You know what I mean? What do you think of JQ? Keeps it alive too when you both have your own lives, and then you come back and you, like a no, good like a fire. Like a candle needs space to burn, essentially. Yeah. And if, and if candles, you, and, if, and if you and if you wipe out the space between you and your significant other, yeah. you actually just ruin the fire of the relationship. Yeah, fair point, right? But I really do see that. Like, I feel like you need, oh, you need space. Someone wants to be in a relationship with someone who kind of has a goal, but also I don't think that people would dismiss people not knowing what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like I everything comes with time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh huh. That, I think there's that, no there's no rush to anything ever. Yeah. yeah, I think by leaving a busy life is like you know they got something to do, and I think what Elena said too, like they're not like their their whole thing, their whole world doesn't revolve around me. Yeah, and it's more like I'm trying to figure out like you the can't be too it. busy though. Like yeah, you know you if someone's like busy, oh yeah, like let me schedule you in like a month from now. I think most most people, not even just women, would probably be like, you know, that's not enough. But he's got initiative and he knows how to take charge, and I think that's what um. They've deemed to be very uh, attractive. So let's finish up attraction by giving you know our last advice. We've given a lot of advice. So I'd like to ask all of you, and we'll start with Shlomo. We'll go back to me. Um, do we have any advice to make? Because a lot of these questions have been geared towards men, but I think it'd be for anybody. How can we make ourselves more attractive, keeping in mind that um, attraction, like talent and comedy, is always subjective? How can we make ourselves or like how anybody just general um, advice shower shower definitely shower <laughs> uh, just go without saying just, just, just hop in it. I'd say um, don't think too much about it just hop in 
just be conscious of uh, the things you need to work on and and work on them. Um, I struggle with it myself. Like, you know, you know, you, you know, things that you're insecure about. And I think just trying to work on things every day, at least, you know, every week or something, chipping away at it. uh, And it's a variable, right? It's different for every person, right? Uh, I think working on yourself and whatever that means to you is important. Um, That's my advice. Just, you know, figure out what you want to work on and then just do it without making excuses. Okay, that's very interesting. JQ, what do you think? What can Uh, we do to make ourselves more attractive? Just do what you... Just continue to do what you do. You know what I mean? Just do it for yourself. Whatever whatever physique and mindset that you're heading into, just whatever makes you happy. And just, you know, that's really all I can say. Elena, everyone take out their notepads. Yeah, I think you should be (laughs) open, you know, to meeting partners that you would think like aren't really your type you know meeting new people and like if you're an open-minded person like being open to new experiences you'll become like a more well-rounded better version of yourself that makes you more attractive to like a wider variety of people uh like i said man just hop in the shower once or twice a week (laughs) don't be doing too much uh okay what, what was it like how to make yourself more attractive yeah how to make yourself more attractive. To, to, you know, advice we can give to Yo, everyone I, listening at home. You know, I think a lot of people, you can't give what you don't have, man. Mm-hmm. Straight up. People try to give love when they don't have it with themselves. Put yourself first and find yourself before you, you go out in the world. Because a relationship is supposed to come from love, not towards it. You're not seeking something from another person. Because that's just narcissism and that's dependency and that's not true. It's like a relationship is supposed to be a walk on a beach, not a walk through hell. You know what Mm. I mean? So I think you have to, you know, find love in yourself. And then that is an extension of that joy. If I could give any advice to the kids and the grown guys up there, um, know who you are, define yourself and plant your flag because you always have to be happy with yourself before you can be happy and with anybody else like you know the old you know the old phrase it's not you it's me mm-hmm. and i want to work on myself have yourself completely worked out and like i said know who you are because you know it may not work out and don't let them break you down because you know who you are yes, and sunglasses <laughs> yeah get and, a nice pair of sunny get shoes. a nice pair of shades hop in the shower wear sure. the shades in the shower <laughs> wear the shades in the talking. shower that's Seriously. that's a double whammy we got the really mask on getting... we got the sunglasses we could be freaking hot before you know it all... somebody's gonna join you in that show yeah before so, you know it, there's gonna be another person in there before we go uh i have a nice fun question for everybody here that i'd like us all to answer so if you were a judge on a televised network talent show who would be on your judging panel and who would be your host? I'm kind of doing this oh, wow. in the lane of America's Got Talent, sponsor us, and I'm not going to spoil who won. I don't know who won. But, you know, it's like four judges and a charismatic host, obviously, and yourself, so three others. So I think for me personally, so everyone can have time for thinking and feel free to jump in whenever you're ready, I think it would be me, I think Queen Latifah. Uh-huh. I think Queen Latifah is very good. And you want to have a well-versed panel as well. Uh, I want Cena as my host. John Cena. John Cena. John Cena as my host. <laughs> that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's fine. Let's see. I like uh, who else? Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I think Jeff Goldblum would be great. And if anybody knows Alyssa Edwards, who is a hilarious drag queen, she yeah. dances, she does comedy, comedy quotes. So it would be the four of us. It'd be me, it'd be Tony Akawali, Queen Latifah, Jeff Goldblum, and 
uh, Alyssa Edwards and John Cena as our host. I think it'd be a bomb ass panel. That'd be fantastic. Okay, that's good. That's Thank a good you. Panel I got right mine. There. It would be myself, Larry David, oh. uh, Dave Chappelle, Ooh. and the last one. Uh, it's it's been tough, but uh, it would probably be another comedian. I'm thinking Bill Burr. And then, yeah, I think that it would just be an absolute Who's your riot. host? The host? You can have a lady host? Uh, it'd probably be The Rock. Dwayne The Rock <laughs> yeah. Johnson is the nice. host. I, I'm going to follow up on the host trend because I'm also picking a wrestler. How many people are we picking? Uh, four, three additional judges plus yourself and a host. So there's four judges total on the host, right? Yeah, and uh, you're so one of the judges. Uh, it's going to be me, Shaq, um, J-Lo, um... He just wants to sit next to J Lo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who else? I'll uh, fucking I don't know. My host is Chris Jericho, and then uh, the other the fourth person will be um. Don't think. Answer who? Charles Barkley. Oh. All right. So me, me, Shaq, me, Shaq, Barkley, and J Lo, and Chris Jericho. That's the vibe. Right. What a panel! What a panel! Could I just roll up with my squad? Yeah. Like honestly, like my best friends and I were hilarious. I mean, I think we're hilarious. So we'd have a good time. We are very funny. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> I'd have me, uh, Abraham Lincoln, alive, a cardboard cutout of JQ, <laughs> and <laughs> Kanye West, and the host would be. Uh, like a, a live action hologram of Tupac. That's oh, awesome. wow. That's pretty intense. That's awesome. I'm just picturing like this card working out JQ and it has like the string. You just pull it. Yo! Yeah, if you press a button in front of it, it just says, that's crazy, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'll be advanced to the next round? Bet. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> So before we go today, uh, let's give out some of our recommendations that we have to our listeners. So remember, it's anything, you know, an uh, album, a book, a film, TV show, anything we want to recommend. So again, for everyone, time to think. So I've really been thinking about what I want to recommend. So I'm going a little out of the box this time. And I want to recommend a show, Come From Away. So Come From Away is a, a, it's a theater show. It's a musical. It is a, based on a true story. That happened during 9-11, the famous one, where uh, when they were landing all the planes because, you know, uh, all the hijacks. So they were landing all the planes and like 38 planes landed in a small town in Canada called Gander, Newfoundland. And it's about how these thousands of people just get taken into the small town of like a couple hundred people. And they just like, you know, they take care of them. They, they suffer through the events of 9-11 together. It's about like the human spirit and kindness and finding a second home because, you know, when their home was under attack, Gander kind of became their second home, the kind of the pillow they would cry on. And it's, it's based on a true story. And a lot of these people are all still alive and they all go back to, gander now and again and specifically there's one song in it because we're talking about pilots uh beverly bass who was the first uh female pilot for american airlines she's in the show and i got to meet her during opening night when i was here in boston and she there's a song called yeah me in the sky and it's about her life up to that point so it's about her wanting to be a pilot and then it ends with her in that hotel and i'm so freaking jealous because it's just so like beautifully written to have like your entire career and your life just summed up in a beautiful four minute song. So come from away. 
Uh, Broadway's going to be closed probably till 2022. And if that opens back up, guys, take your girl. It's only 90 minutes straight through. And I'm going to say this, and I have no regrets about it. Come from away was robbed for best in musical, but lost it. You heard it here first. first. It was robbed. So, anybody else? I recommend uh, Stodder's Neck Dog Park. It's not necessarily a dog park, but uh, it's a park over in Hingham. And I took my little man Scoob over there. And uh, it's just fantastic. There's a humongous open field. There's a hill. It's right on the water. And uh, if your dog likes to swim, which I found out uh, the hard way, uh, (laughs) they love it. So Stodder's Neck Dog Park in Hingham is fantastic. If uh if you like getting baked, I uh I got zo- I got zooted a couple of days ago uh, last night actually, and I watched Silence of the Lambs for the mm. first time, and uh, had an anxiety attack through the movie because that shit's crazy. But uh yeah, I recommend that if you haven't seen that, then just you know check it out. That's a nice weekend thing with your girl. Just yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, Frankie, anybody. We all have to have recommendations, so. Yeah, um, I got a flu shot this week for free, and I got, like, a coupon when I did that. So, you know, these are scary times we're living in. Maybe getting your flu shot something you can do to protect yourself and others. So I'll throw that out, out there. Yes. And a coupon. And if a coupon. You're, you're you know, coupon, save money. So. Why right, not? Uh, for my recommendation, I would say, uh, you know, sit down with a pen and a pencil and do a little writing. You know, I think a lot of people, uh, especially nowadays, our minds can get chaotic. And uh, to write is a process of transforming your the chaos of your thoughts into ordered linear senses. And it actually orders your life. And uh, you can really transform your thought by the practice of writing. And I think, I think every single person should do it daily. Uh, most people do not. And I think if you want to change your life, that is the best way to do it by sitting down every day and writing. So sit down today, write some, you know, and stream of consciousness a little, a little bit. So put the um, pen to the pad. Put the pen to the pad. And, it's an um, instrument. Before we go, obviously, if anyone has anything to promote, feel free to do so. Hillstorm Podcast episode coming up, like Who's very, on it? very soon. Myself and uh, Scotty G, my boy in the flesh. I love how amped JQ got. He oh, hell jumped yeah. Jumped out his seat. Walk right back oh, up. Oh, because I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm, uh, I'm going to plug uh, myself. Uh, you know, I've uh, been working on a brand for the last couple months. It's a clothing line. It's called I Aim Clothing. Um, you know, it's uh, it's about clothing with courage. It's uh, We're trying to create a really positive uh, brand with uplifting messages. Um, you know, it's uh, the first prints coming out. It's called Eye to Eye. It's going to be a hoodie. It's going to be dope. And, uh, you know, it's really cool. I'm trying to, you know, put some positive clothing on some kids and, you know, teach these kids it's cool to be yourself. And hell yeah, let's do it. Hey, I'd like to promote the uh, the launch of the online store for Mass Music Radio. Yes, sir. It's coming soon. There's a lot of uh, inner workings that go along with online retail. Uh, so just know we're working on it. And uh, the next few weeks, we shall have an online store that will showcase all of our Wonderful, wonderful merchandise. Probably by the time this gets out, it might be ready. Yeah, 100%. So uh, I guess, I don't know if you want to promote anything. Do you have anything yeah, that you Yeah, I don't do? have anything too specific, but maybe support okay, so your anyway. local. Okay, yeah, no, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just say support your local nonprofit this week if you can. Yes, sir. And uh, before we go, obviously, uh, feel free to stream uh, MMR Talks on all streaming podcasts. We are live on Tuesdays at 1 and seven, we have some great live specials that actually, by the time this have aired, 
have already aired. Yes, but we sir. got more live specials coming up in the future, so feel free to check out MMR Talks. And uh, guys, uh, we're pretty much done here, so thank all of you for coming yes, in sir. today. Thank this is the first time we've had a full house, and uh, thank you guys for coming in. And yes, sir. Have a good day, everybody. Peace. Peace.